0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Southern Miss to the to that You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state on some of our Super Talk affiliates or, of course, uh, online, uh, wherever. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on a rainy Friday after a rainy Wednesday afternoon, I should say, in Hattiesburg, where we are bracing uh, for another hurricane to come through our area. So uh, hopefully... Uh, that will not be bad uh, for those of you listening around South Mississippi. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour. Great food seven days a week. Next time you have a hankering for barbecue, we hope you'll choose Dickie's. Glad to have uh, Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean on the show with us today. I uh, really appreciate uh, your always willingness to come on the show, Jeremy. And uh, a lot of talk about today, obviously, uh, the elephant in the room was the departure of Scotty Walden, and uh, you're appointing a second interim coach uh, for the remainder of the year. Let's start out, if you don't mind, by kind of filling our listeners in on the scenario, how all of this took place, and uh, what was the time frame, Jeremy?
2: Yeah, uh, first of all, I appreciate you guys sure. having me on. I always enjoy the conversation. Um, you know, as far as uh, Scotty's situation and his opportunity, he you know, he brought that to my uh-huh. attention a few days ago. And, we began to talk through that, and, and and obviously, you know, he had an opportunity in hand, and it, it's an awkward situation because often he is playing football in the spring, and so um, their coach had resigned over the summer, and so they're they're trying to work through getting someone in place and getting ready for spring, a spring season. Normally, you wouldn't deal with a lot of coaching searches, coaching searches going on in the middle of the year, but that's what we were faced with, and and so Scotty had an offer in hand, so he and I just talk through what that looked like for us. And, uh, and he understood, you know, we're in a situation where, um, we need to continue our search. We've got a great group of candidates. Um, several of them we won't really be able to get in front of and sit down with until, until, uh, November, uh, later in November. And so, uh, it's going to be a situation where our search isn't going to conclude until, you know, late, late November, early December. And so, um, you know, great opportunity for him and, and, uh, he and I, Uh, You know, it was a good conversation, and he he needed to make that decision, and completely understand that. Again, it's awkward timing, and it's you know, it's it's tough just from the standpoint of trying to um, make an adjustment in the middle of the year. But um, you know, wish him well, and and it's the right opportunity for him. And uh, our group here is going to be fine. You know, we had a great meeting yesterday. Uh, Coaches did a great job. Coach Billings is going to be great. He's he's obviously you know, has a wealth of experience and uh, has been a head coach before. Our, our student-athletes really like him and respect him, and so uh, i got no concerns about that. Uh, it's just a matter of regrouping and, and getting focused on this weekend.
1: So when Scotty Walden came to you, Jeremy, did did you have to tell him at that point he was not in the list of coaches that you were considering, or, or did he remain a, a possibility?
2: Yeah, no, I didn't tell him that at all. I, what I told him was, um, you know, that, that – you know, he would have an opportunity to to interview for the job just like everyone else mm-hmm. if he were able to stay. But obviously, he, like I said, he had an opportunity in hand, and um, that was a you know that was a difficult process. Obviously, but as you can imagine, it made sense for him to go ahead and take that opportunity.
1: Sure, I, I'm assuming that Austin P University had reached out to you about talking to your interim coach. Is that correct?
2: Uh, No, that's not exactly how that
1: works. (laughs) Is that right? Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah,
2: maybe 20 years ago it worked that
1: way. How about that? Well, that's uh, interesting.
2: Let me me assure you it doesn't work that way anymore. Well,
1: how about that? I think that's very interesting. All right, so now now the path is open for you to uh, go out and find a new coach. Can you give us an idea of what it is you're looking for? You know, there's a lot of speculation. Is it going to be a guy with – Head coaching experience. Is it going to be a coordinator from a power five school? Do you have parameters laid out that you're trying to follow at this point?
2: I do. Um, You know, and it's I've got it written on my on on a note by my on my desk by my computer that I look at every day, and um, so I try to stay focused on what I know is important to us. Because as you can imagine, there are a lot of people who would love to have this job. Um, people in the NFL, people who are current FBS head coaches, people who are uh, coordinators—you uh, know, there, there's, there's a lot of people who have interest in this job and would love to have it. So, for me, it's important to stay focused on who we are and what's important, and not get distracted during the process. And so, what I will tell you though is that I don't—I don't go into these situations, you know, with a mindset of it has to be someone on the offensive side of the ball or has to be someone on the defensive side of the ball. They have to have been a head coach for X number of years. You know, I just think that's, um, that's short-sighted and, and, and it can be dangerous. Uh, but I do, profile-wise, you know, there are some key things that, as a person, you know, are important. I think, you know, I think this individual has to be somebody who can get engaged in the community. they got to have, you know, good energy. Um, they got to be able to build relationships. Um, you know, build a culture within our program. You know, and, and I think... You know, if you got somebody who has head coaching experience, I think that's helpful um, because it's different when you sit in that chair. I mean, things change from being an assistant to being a head coach, so that's helpful. But, but definitely not a we not we're not going to rule out anyone who's not been a head coach before. And then they got to have the ability, you know, to to put a staff together and recruit this area and and do that. You know, that that may be the most important thing on the list is that they can get the right people in here and, and be able to recruit our backyard. Uh, and then they have to have a CEO mentality you know it has to be someone who can think big picture, think visionary, you know obviously is a great coach, but it has the ability to think beyond that and these days that 's so important because it 's so much more than just x 's and O's or or just recruiting you know you 've got to be able to think big picture and uh, and, and so for me that 's kind of the profile that i 'm looking at
1: right all right, Luke, get in here, Jeremy McLean on the Eagle Hour.
0: Jeremy, thanks so much uh, for coming on and always being willing to come on. To talk our fan base. I, I think I've heard this word a thousand times, splash higher, splash higher. And it's because people are looking at what the other universities have done uh, throughout the state in the last year. Uh, that, that's a, that is a, a bad word in, 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 in my mind because it is, am I correct? You want to get the best football coach. That the University of Southern Mississippi can get. I mean, that that's got to be the approach, not just grabbing a name or getting somebody that people just know. Uh, what yeah. is the balance between fan base excitement and getting the best football coach you can get?
2: Yeah, great question, Luke. And I, and I do think there's a balance. I think you, that's the right that's the right term. You know, I'll tell you, when in the press conference, um, you know, that can be that that if that's what you're focused on, it can be dangerous. Um, I, I do think, you know. It's possible to do that and then have sustained success. But I'm really looking for the latter. Uh, and if we can do both, that's great. But a splash hire to me is someone who's going to set us up to be successful for the next decade. So I, I'm I'm less concerned, and I get it. Again, I know our fan base is thinking, you know, and fan bases in general, they think, hey, we need to sell tickets, we need to do this, we need to create a level of excitement. And I, I agree 100%. But what's more important is that whoever will be hired has the ability and the capacity to build a foundation, build a program, set us up to be successful for the next ten years. They may leave after three or four years and I'm okay with that. Okay, if somebody's super successful and we and they get hired away, we'll regroup and do it again. But they've got to set us up for sustained success and build a program the right way. And so I assure you that if that happens, people will not remember the press conference. You know, the press conference buys you Uh, um, um, an off-season maybe, but uh, what really is going to be important is is can you win long-term and can you build a program the right way where you can sustain that success
0: thank you for answering i mean that's just uh, people need to be sane in their approach there's there's more than just you know names out there uh jeremy nobody envies your job right now and uh, we we say that with all respect it's been very difficult talk about the significance of this hire like you just said for the next 10 years
2: uh you know it's it's critical i don't think there's you know i won't i won't try to undersell that um you know but here's what i'll tell you i think i'm excited you know i I think people. I've had a lot of calls since yesterday because you know we obviously had to deal with another adjustment. But I think people thought I was I was going to be <laughs> maybe I was going to be on edge or, or, or uh, you know looking to looking to walk out the door. But I just told them, look, I'm I'm excited. I'm as excited today as I was the day I took this job because I know what's in front of us and I know where we're headed and I know there are great days ahead. There is. Look, I've been so encouraged by the group of candidates um, who are interested in this job that it just. You know, I'm thinking again, a visionary, think, thinking long term, thinking about where we're gonna be five, six, eight, ten years from now. And so I'm I'm fired up. I'm excited about it and, and, and you know, this hire is critical from the standpoint of getting us there. And so back to what I just said, my focus is gonna be on that. It doesn't mean that we won't hire someone who um people are gonna get excited about. I want to do that. Don't get me wrong. Um but we got to make sure both of those things happen. It can't just be people are fired up on day one, but by the end of year two, it's not working. We've got to we got to find someone who can build this thing and build it the right way, and and get back to where we want to be as a program, and that's that's sustained success and winning at a high level.
1: All right, Jeremy, we'd love to hold you over. Have you got a few minutes? Yes, All right, we're talking Athletic Director Jeremy McLean on the Eagle Hour. Glad to have him on the show. Very timely and. Uh, Good interview. We'll continue it right after this.
0: their myths. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon as we hunker down for a hurricane here in South Mississippi. Hope you're safe. Uh, you and your family throughout the evening wherever you are. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark. CampusBookmark.net Great place to buy Southern Miss swag uh, all the time, of course. They're open Monday through Saturday on Hardy Street. If you want to do some in-house shopping or you can go online to campusbookmart.net. All right, Jeremy McLean, athletic director on the show with us. Jeremy, i got one more question about football, and then I have some things I want to bring up uh, with you about basketball while we're having you. Sure. But kind of give us a time frame of, uh, of what happens now and, and when you think uh, you may start really narrowing in and name a new head coach.
2: Yeah. You know, our plan is, um, and here's, I keep saying, you know, November, which is, which is when we plan on getting face to face with folks. And a big part of that is that, you know, people just aren't as, as, um, early in the year, they aren't as apt to want to sit down because they're obviously focused on what's in front of them, but that gets a little easier as you get into November. So that's, that's one reason we've kind of lined it up that way. So we'll, we'll plan on getting, getting our list narrowed down. You know, we, I'll I'll obviously be on the phone with a lot of people, and then we'll get that narrowed down um, and, and get face to face with that group of people late November. And really would would love you know, and I'm it's it's it, you know probably a cardinal sin to put a timeline on it, but uh, I you know I would say kind of in the range of of early early December, late November, early December is when we'd uh, we'd like to you know make an announcement and start moving that forward and give us a, a, at least a little bit of time to recruit before the early signing period. Um, and then and then just get on the ground and, and kind of hit the ground running.
1: Well, so you're not going to have a very quiet Thanksgiving. That's what you're telling us, it, Yeah,
2: that usually doesn't work out that way anyway. But uh, and of course, you know you're welcome.
1: You know you're welcome to come make that announcement on this show. So you just kind of well, put that put that in, that in your notebook there on you. But I think Luke's got a couple more football questions, and I want to come back to you. And I've got a few things about basketball. So go ahead, Luke.
0: Jeremy, you know this whole process kind of started Monday uh, when it got reported in the Sun Herald. You know that, that the resources were there to go out. Uh, can you elaborate at all? You know uh, what kind of situation we're in right there, and and just kind of comment further about you know where where that money is is coming from, or how you were able to to get yeah. that that many resources to hire the next coach.
2: Well, I think it's you know it's a combination of things. It's it's uh, university support and it's and it's private dollars. And 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 just so everyone knows, this is not. This is not something that happened in the past week or month. You know we began to move begin to make some additional investments last january uh when we we added to the coach's assistant pool it needed to be bumped up. we added to the recruiting budget and so this is this has been going on for over a year you know as far as trying to invest more resources in in critical places and and, and you know and being being very smart about how we make those investments so it's it's not new um it, but it's been a process, and so we're at a place now where I feel like we can be resourced the way we need to. And my comment the other day was I really want us to, to just to make sure we're probably never going to be the top of the conference. Just some of the things that happen in the state of Mississippi may not allow that. But I do want us to be a top five resourced program, you know, in Conference USA, and, and what I mean by that is overall, right? I won't tell you that our defense coordinator is going to make you know, the second best in the league or or even head coach. But as a whole, we need to be resourced in a way that we're always within arm's length of the top of the conference. And I think here, if you do that, there's enough other positive intangibles that you're going to put yourself in a great position to be successful
1: yeah
0: and that's that's big because you know it's it's holistic you're not just look. it allows whoever you bring in to be able to to hire his guys and and have more candidates available for that last yeah, question Lou, this is, uh, on, on this subject
2: I'll, yeah that's the most important thing and i think people people may not realize just how important it is to be able to support the head coach as much as you know pay the, the head coach x amount of dollars
0: Sure. So th- this could bridge into the Bob stuff with basketball. Is there going to be, you know, a, a five or ten year plan rolled out anytime, you know, soon uh, to alumni and fans about, you know, improving facilities or just kind of improving athletics overall? If that's already happened and I missed that, forgive me. I just think, you know, there's a part of the fan base they want to know possibly what's coming down yeah. and you know want to want to help in, as best they can.
2: Yeah, great question. I appreciate you asking it. And the answer is yes, something is coming. Uh, we actually started in January, started a strategic planning process, included facilities. But when when COVID hit, we just hit the pause button, to be honest with you, because we, we didn't really know what that was going to do to us financially, how that was going to impact what we were planning to do. So the best thing for us to do was hit pause. And so now we've kind of began to regroup, and we're starting that process again. So I'm hopeful that, you know, by the springtime, we can share something with our folks that they can be excited about and, and just know that we're working on it every day uh, and every week. And, and, you know, it's just a little bit later than I wanted it to be because of what, the pandemic and what we've been dealing with over the last six, seven months.
1: All right, that sounds good. Jeremy, uh, we're here at the end of October, so basketball season is looking us uh, dead ahead. A lot of excitement, I think it's fair to say, about basketball. We had the coach on a couple of weeks ago. He said you had come to one of their practices and was very complimentary of how improved things look from the perspective of the team, what can fans expect? Right now, what would be the plan about fans being able to attend home basketball?
2: Yeah, so so right now we're working through a, kind of a few final details. We're getting close. We'll be able to kind of officially release some information here soon. But what you can expect is, you know, reduced capacity, much like we've had to deal with at football. And, and I'll tell you this, we're probably going to have to go to a similar format where it's going to be you know, especially on the men's side, and we're still working on the women's uh, plan, but uh, it most likely will be a season ticket holder only situation. And um, that's not what we want to do, but I think the numbers are going to dictate that that's what we have to do. And um, so, you know, just to kind of give everybody, uh, you know, a heads up on that, that's where we're headed. And uh, so we're working on all the protocols. We had a meeting over there this morning with our entire operations staff walking through and marking seats and trying to finalize our plan but we should be able to share that in the next week or so put that out in front of people spell it out for them let them know exactly what it's going to look like but it's going to be very limited and um you know we're going to not i can tell you we're not going to be able to have seats on the floor because we've got you know from a from a rules standpoint from a conference rules standpoint we've got to create this bubble on the floor for our our student athletes and so it's going to look different uh, I am excited about the season, and, and what, on the men's and women's side, I think we've got a chance to have really good squads and have some success. Uh, as you guys have seen, our schedule's going to look different. You know, we're going to – when we go to play, um, you know, Rice, for example, we're going to play Rice on Thursday and stay there and play them again on Saturday. And when we play UTEP here, we're going to play them on Thursday. They're going to stay here and play again on Saturday. And, so, and that's, a, I think, a smart move, and we're seeing most leagues go to that format. Just from a health and safety standpoint, and eliminating some travel, so it's going to be different. But um, but I am excited about it, and I think uh, I think our folks are going to have uh, going to have some things to cheer about this year.
1: We're all hopeful, of course, that after the first of the year, there's going to be a vaccine, and this horrible virus is going to get behind us. But from a financial standpoint, I'm sure that the colleges desperately want to see this yeah. thing put to rest.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It's you know, and look, and I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to think that our challenges are more important than other people's right well whether it be financially or health-wise a lot of people have been affected but um but yeah it, it's been a challenging year and you know i think we all we really crave some level of normal and um you know uh, definitely i think in higher ed it's been it's been a challenge and obviously for athletic departments it's been a real challenge and so we're going to keep pushing through until uh, until you know we kind of get to the the light is the end of the tunnel, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be looking forward to that day.
1: So with COVID, with all the, all the turmoil that surrounded the football program this year, I, I know fans uh, that listen to us and Southern Miss people everywhere want to hear from you. What's your, what's your message to them here this afternoon, Jeremy?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think the main thing is, and I've said this several times, number one, I appreciate their patience because I know a lot of times we've had to kind of say, hey, we don't have the answer right now, we're working towards that. And so I appreciate the patience that, that our folks have shown. and It's been an unusual year. And um, But I will say this, and I, I'm going to echo what I said earlier. I am really encouraged by where we're headed. And, you know, we've had to kind of take a turn here or there this year to get to the end of the road. But I am really encouraged about what, what's going to happen here over the next five, six, eight, ten years. And, uh, you know, I wake up every day trying to make sure we're on the right path and trying to help us get there. And uh, I, I think we will, and uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a fun ride.
1: Jeremy, you are the very best about coming on this show. We really appreciate uh, how accessible you are, and I know that our listeners do too. And, uh, again, man, we, th- we thank you for your time this afternoon.
2: I no, appreciate you guys having me. I always enjoy it. Y'all have a great one.
1: All right, Jeremy, Jeremy
2: McLean.
0: Jeremy, just uh, just want to let you know. I told Bob this yesterday. My, if you need me, my buyout at at the for the Eagle Hour is zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents. <laughs>
1: so if you need me, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm I'm putting you on the list right now. Call me for a recommendation first, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. I uh,
2: appreciate you guys.
1: All right, man. Jeremy right. McLean, everybody, athletic director at Southern Miss. Look, it's just hard to emphasize to people that are not in this business how accessible he is that's just not the case even with football coaches and uh here he is the athletic director and he responds within i don't know with, with, with just a remarkable short period of time each and every time we ask him to come on this show very grateful to him for that
0: yeah appreciate him appreciate jack duggan and, yes. and how uh, he he helps us here but yeah you think about everything goes down uh yesterday and the athletic director is on today being transparent being honest and what he said just a second ago he really feels like we're in a good place and so uh, if you're calling it you know from the outside if you're calling it a dumpster fire that's not what it is it's some of these issues you have to get through it's 2020 and a uh, thankful jeremy mcclain's leading the ship right now
1: and kudos to the sports information director the old left-hander jack duggan he's the one that sets all these good interviews up we appreciate that we'll be back And miss to the top.
0: Back on a hurricane Wednesday, about to get windy and rainy. South Mississippi, happy to have you with us on the Eagle Hour. Appreciate so much, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean for. Coming on, uh, the show today and spending a couple segments with us. If you missed that, you're just tuning in. It'll be up this afternoon on demand. Uh, be sure to listen to that. I and mean, he just covered the gambit. Um, didn't dodge anything, laid it out there. Uh, he's, and he's always been that way. I mean, you can, you can ask him and, and he'll walk you through it. So great, uh, great time with him and and really appreciate him four street bar and grill brings you the third segment of the eagle hour every single day hey it's wing wednesday wing wednesday 24 wings for only 15 dollars. if you missed lunch today the 8.95 lunch was country fried steak or you could have got uh, chicken fried chicken with loaded Potato casserole, green beans, toast, and drink, and it was only eight ninety five. But Wing Wednesday, twenty four wings for fifteen bucks. Uh, go see Four Street Bar and Grill, great place, and uh, we appreciate Slade and all his friends over there and their support. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel Kelly Sander now joins us on the telephone. Kelly, just kind of your uh, before we get to other stuff, your your reaction uh, comments about uh, Jeremy McLean spending the t- first two segments on the show with us today.
3: When he made the comment about a coach that has to think a little bit outside the box and has to be engaged, you know, in the community, you know, it didn't take him long to mention that as as one of the top priorities. And it's so important in this day and age, in particular, because personalities and, and guys that will go out there and kiss babies and shake hands—that's at least in, it may not be important elsewhere, but it's important in the Hattiesburg area, and it's and that's been proven, you know, over time. That's why Jay Ladner is a homeboy, and he and he gets it right away. And that's why the popularity of the basketball program is you know, on a meteoric rise. You know, Donnie Tyndall was the same way, like Donnie or, or not, but everybody will tell you that he was very engaging. And it's just that is how football from a head coaching position has evolved a little bit. And if you, if you use the example of Nick Saban, for example, the guy does not have a very engaging personality. Everybody's afraid to be around him. He's not a nice man. You know, like or let's just say, let's just say he's intense. But the reason, obviously, the guy gets jobs is because obviously he's successful and wins. But if you're just hiring a guy on a personality, he ain't going to get it. You know, uh, th- those sorts of things. I'm saying, if he didn't have the winning behind him, um, he would be less. It's just a different you know world that we live in now. And by the way, we've got another scoop, you guys. He was uh, Jeremy was talking about. You know, the money that's been, that's been coming in, and I have it from pretty reliable sources, that a, a, a couple of donors who, to a degree, want to remain anonymous have pumped millions into the Southern Miss coffers recently. And again, they want to be somewhat anonymous, so they're just calling themselves Joe and Hunter B. <laughs>
1: But there's, so, no, there's no evidence of that, Kelly.
3: <laughs> well, I, we, I have, have no idea who that is, but yeah. uh, and they said they don't ask any questions; just take the checks. So uh, there we go. You know.
1: So let, uh, me, let me throw this at you, Kelly. And uh, you and I come from a, the same generation. Uh, apparently, it's nothing new. But were you a little surprised to hear that there's such a lack of professional courtesy in the world today? That that a university, this, this in this instance, Austin P. Would reach out and start talking to a head football coach at another university, and never have the courtesy of letting the athletic director know they were communicating with his coach.
3: It's just a different world we live in, Bob. Everything it seems on every level is dog eat dog, and what have you done for me lately? And again, you can go back. Like I said, even at home, we mentioned this yesterday. You know, there were people that thought that that Jeff Bauer, a very dedicated servant to Southern Miss who turned down other jobs to stay at Southern Miss and other jobs that would have been financially more lucrative, you know, because he was loyal. And then to get shown the door the way he, do, he was, again, that's, that's old news, but I'm just saying it's not the first time that that has happened. It's it's just, you know, the golden rule should never go out of style. I mean, treat somebody the way you want to be treated. Right.
1: That's right. And,
3: and I if I were Jeremy and, and Austin P called me and said, look, we want to talk, of course.
1: Of course. Yeah, you know,
3: yeah just, but just you, know, keep, me, you know, keep me in the loop. But I wanted to talk to, to fans, too, a little bit about when, when Mr. McClain, and if he's going to do this himself, fine, if he's got a, you know, a committee of a couple people, fine. But you've got to be realistic here, even though the ante has been upped here in the last couple of weeks. You know, you see on social media, well, Mark Richt is available, the former Georgia coach, and... You know, this guy from the from the NFL might be available.
0: Uh, come on, let's, let's <laughs> keyboard warriors unite. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, these
3: these people are making more money on television and running their consulting firms than than they would ever get, even with the stepped up income at, at Southern Miss. So, look, let's just be realistic. is what I'm saying as as to who you get here. You, you know, you're not going to yeah. get the defensive coordinator. So I went at, at I went out Alabama. yesterday,
0: Kelly, and. And I, uh, and I listed, you know, five or six guys that, that we have. Uh, said on this show, guys, realistically, you know, we talked about Southern Miss Connections. We talked about Kane Womack and Casey Dunn and Rhett Lashley. He was in the, the running a few times ago. Talked about Jamie Chadwell, who we really think, you know, is, is a, a distinct possibility. And then, and then to hear people hear these keyboard warriors say, well, none of those excite me. And, and, uh, you know, I just, and it's because they're not plugged into football. They don't know. They don't watch football. All they're looking for is a name. And they don't understand it's what Jeremy just said. He said, You can win a press conference, it may get you one off season. But we're looking for ten years. And I and Bob, I was really thankful that he he just he laid it out there too. He said If we hire a guy and he gets hired away in three years, you know what, because of success, that's good. And I'm thankful Jeremy said that. There's so many people out there that don't even understand the game of football, much less appreciate up and young coaches, which Southern Miss is going to have to get. That's what we have to do right now in order to get success.
1: I think uh, Jeremy put that age-old debate here at Southern Miss to rest in that interview just a few minutes ago. He's in charge of the athletic department. He sees that the future is to hire these up-and-coming, bright young coaches, hope that they're very successful here three or four years, and then move on to bigger jobs. And you put yourself in a position like, if that's successful, you can put yourself in a position like a Boise State, a school that doesn't expect anybody anymore to come stay for 20 years. But, you know, the more you win, the easier it's going to be to attract those type of coaches to your program. And I think, Jeremy McLean laid out in black and white what the strategy moving forward is going to be. So I hope that everybody heard that.
3: And and the other thing, too, is you hear people say, well, I want somebody with Southern Miss ties. Well, you know, that would be nice. However, trust me, if the guy with Southern Miss ties comes in and lays an egg, you're going to want him canned regardless of whether he's from Southern Miss or not. Rocky Felker. There you go. Mississippi State, perfect Uh, example. Oh, uh, Rocky's our guy. Well, he was. Until he until he had a couple bad seasons, and then you couldn't wait to run him out of town.
1: Right, that's right. That shouldn't be a factor any longer.
3: No, let's let's just you know get the best person for, for Here, the job.
0: And our advice to keyboard warriors out there is: expand your horizons. Look at young guys that are actually winning. Look at young guys. Don't go after, and I mean this in a nice way. Don't go after quote has beens Just because a guy did it good five ten years ago doesn't mean he can do it. In this context, you want guys that are hungry. You want guys that have something to prove. And more times than that, that comes from the up-and-comers. And And just go look in the last five years. Look at Appalachian State. Look at what's happening at Coastal Carolina. Blake Anderson is an anomaly to that uh, at Arkansas State because he has remained there. But most of the time, these young guys, they got something to prove, and it makes them outwork the competition.
3: But the other thing about that that's so important, Luke, is getting the younger guys and Bob and I will will confess this, all right? We're of a generation, we didn't know, social media wasn't around when we were kids. You know, we were still telegraph and, you know, uh, smoke signals, right? So the, these young coaches now, they know social media. They know how it works. They know the Instagrams and the Snapchats and the, all this kind which which will help them be able to relate to athletes in this day and age that a lot of us, you know, gray hair, fat bellies, just... You know, and that's okay. So that's just to further your point. I think it is important to get, you know, a young person that that has kind of grown up in this era to a degree that understands it.
1: I think I think that dynamic has changed significantly since Luke played football. I think the I think the athletes that are playing in college sports right now are vastly different than the athletes that played in Luke's era. Luke, you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I find myself and and to go back, I can be cynical and say, "Well, that's the way we used to do it." Well, dude, that's 15 years ago. I was a senior 15 years ago, and that is a that is light years from how at how fast college football has expanded and evolved in you know just the last five years. So I can't impose even a this uh you know last decade. You can't really impose what maybe what was happening when Larry Fedora was here. And that's ten years. I think years that's ago. right. I think that's you know, right. and, and
1: so I, 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 it, it, it is a like
0: it is a different landscape.
3: And I would like to see you know contracts. I would like athletic directors to start rethinking contracts too, in the sense that that make make smaller bases. The coaches would get a smaller base salary, but then laden the contract with incentives. Yeah. All right, if you have a graduation rate this high, then you get a bonus. If you finish first or second in the conference usa west you get this and believe me there'll be a young guy that wants to prove himself that will take that job under those circumstances and for
1: all you keyboard warriors forget it larry fedora todd monk and they're not coming back so let's please take those names uh, off the list that i just constantly read we'll be back
3: For the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to
0: the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or online at toyotahattiesburg.com. You can Go on their website. You can value your trade-in. You can secure financing, and you can uh, just view their entire inventory. They have new vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, certified vehicles, and it's all on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Also tell you about DBAT and D1 Training. They're located on Highway 98 also in the old Gaddy Town Building. DBAT is a baseball and softball academy where great instructors, a great opportunity for uh, your kids to improve their baseball and softball skills. That's on the left. On the right is D1 training, indoor 70-yard turf. What am I trying to say? Place for you to work on your 40 time. So uh, an opportunity for me to get my 40 from 6'4 to 6'2" and uh, you can get in some of the best shape of your life with the weight training and the physical training at D1 Training. We appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Hurricane Zeta uh, running uh, through. will be making landfall uh, in Louisiana, uh, and then we'll be coming coming across southeast Mississippi tonight. Looks like the worst for the Laurel-Hattiesburg area is going to be starting around uh, 5 p.m., and it'll be basically running until midnight. And, uh, we expect some tropical force winds. A lot of rain. So please, uh, once you get set for the evening, bunker down and, and be sure uh, to keep in touch with people and to be sure to watch uh, the weather. Bob, uh, Kelly, Kelly mentioned, you know, the, those two guys with, with the bees had, had written the checks uh, to uh, the university. I, I've just been wondering all week with all this stuff coming out about that. If, if the big guy was actually Kelly Sander the whole time.
1: No, I saw actually saw a picture yesterday of Joe Biden in one of his Corvettes, and you'll never guess what the tag is on the back of his car, Kelly. Big guy, big guy, big guess just a coincidence, I'm sure. But uh, well,
3: and and you're assuming it's remember the donors were Joe and Hunter B. Correct. So we don't right right
1: <laughs> could be any Brown could be <laughs> that, Joe right. and Hunter Brown right. And you
3: know, Halloween coming up this weekend. I'm 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 for the storm tonight. I'm ready. I'm on television tonight. I'm going to watch. A new horror movie that's out. It's called the Dixie Darling Chainsaw Massacre.
1: <laughs> Your safety is in jeopardy, students. <laughs>
3: that's right. Just when you thought it was safe to go, you
0: take place M. in Bond Robert. Hall, McCarty. Where does it take place? Dixie at? Darlings.
3: Because <laughs> nobody is as terrifying, right, Bob? Is the Dix-
1: I got chill bumps just hearing the name. I'm telling you, yeah. it just frightens telling me, Kelly.
3: That that time of year, uh, the MACCC, the Mississippi Association of Community College Conference, the toughest league in America. Uh, they're scheduled to play tomorrow night. Hopefully, you know the rain isn't going to cause too many problems. Uh, but the Mississippi Gulf Coast Bulldogs, the defending national champions, have shut down operations for two weeks because of uh, COVID. So the battle between Jones and Mississippi Gulf Coast, which certainly could be a solidifying playoff spots for both of those teams. Doubtful that that game is going to be played. As of right now, it's not going to be played between Jones and Mississippi Gulf Coast. Right now, that's the only um, cancellation conference. USA this weekend, UTEP and North Texas have pulled the plug on their scheduled contest. The entire city of El Paso, with COVID spiking again, uh, the entire city of, of uh, El Paso, we understand, is kind of shut down uh, while they try to get a grip on, that, uh, on the virus over there. So, again, no UTEP and North Texas game
1: this weekend when is it going to end kelly as
3: soon as we get the soon as we get the vaccine i guess
1: yeah yeah
3: well and, I, and, I, and again and again it's different people it obviously affects different people different ways uh you know i'm certainly being very careful being an at-risk person i know you are too bob right. which is why i've had to do the show on the phone because right. i can't
1: our know, studios studio. are locked down yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. so our company's um,
1: been very conservative about that
3: and, and looking forward to getting back in the studio, because that's when the show is the most fun, when we can all be together.
1: Right. You know? Well, hopefully. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier to Jeremy, too, about basketball. and Here's all this excitement about basketball, and, and he revealed today that seating will be very, very limited, Kelly. It's just so unfortunate.
3: It is, but, but, but by, it's, it's a good way to sell season tickets, though. Yeah. I, mean, I know that's not why they're, they're making that decision, right. but I'm just saying if you want to see basketball, you're going to have to buy a season ticket, which you should anyway. Right, you know, and, right. and give the tickets away if if you're not a you know regular viewer. But it's just you know it's just one of those things. We're going hopefully we'll never probably in you're in my lifetime, Bob. We're never going to have to you know. Luke was talking about 15 years ago that he was a senior. You and I, Bob, became senior.
1: Yeah, that's that's when ago. you started drawing Social Security, wasn't it? Fifteen <laughs> years ago, Kelly.
3: Officially a senior citizen. Yeah.
1: 15 Luke years is ago. a mere baby, a mere babe in the woods. My word! Hey,
0: don't take away my Social Security,
3: Kelly. So no.
0: Kelly. Look, we had we had a caller yesterday. I had to take up for. Oh a yeah, Kelly. I yeah, one to take of your up friends. Look, okay, so this is what happened. He calls in, and he's ripping, and Patrick was a nice dude yesterday on the phone, but he was ripping you and me for, for getting rid of Tom mm-hmm. Brady, dogging out Tom Brady, and I just dropped the Saints score on him in the first uh, week, and, and Bob Bandwagon Weasel Getty is just sitting there being a little cheerleader and chirping and saying <laughs> Breeze is finished and Brady's. Uh, it was bad,
1: Kelly. I'm just glad you were The goat, there. Kelly, the goat. Actually, I know Patrick. I, I No, yeah, he said he's known you for a long time.
3: Yeah, I, he interned uh, at the TV station when yeah. I was
1: there. Yeah, military man now.
3: Yeah, yeah great, very very articulate. Goat. Patrick Carr, good guy.
1: He's the GOAT guy. He's the greatest of all time, whether you like it or not. I'm afraid that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Him and Billy Kilmer. I mean, keep come on.
2: dreaming, Getty. Keep dreaming. <laughs> Billy, Billy Kilmer, the author of The Perfect Spiral.
1: There we go. The Beltway Bomber, baby. <laughs> all right, everybody be careful tonight. Bad weather coming to South Mississippi. Hopefully, we'll be back tomorrow at 1.00. Until then, Southern Miss.
3: Sit the, to
2: the, the top.
0: Top. a Super A Mississippi Media Production.